Speaking of Gifts is the exclusive podcast of the Gifts and Decorative Accessories editorial team. Join us twice a month to discuss the latest news in the gift and home industries, plus hear exciting behind-the-scenes chatter on gift trends and interviews, get a sneak peek at upcoming features, and hear from surprise guests. So this episode is sponsored by Mud Pie, which creates great gifts for all of life's sparkling moments, both for holiday and just everyday celebrations. Their products really inspire laughter, inspiration, and joy. They are your one-stop resource for home, kids, and fashion. They're great for fashion-forward gals, entertainers, home decorators, those mamas and their littles, just anyone who enjoys celebrating every day, who loves to play hostess and entertain, who never arrive empty-handed, and who love effortless, stylish fashion. You can Visit Mud Pie in Atlanta, Dallas, Las Vegas, or online at wholesale.mudpie.com. Hi, and welcome back to Speaking of Gifts. You're here with Lenise Willis, your editor-in-chief. And Marie Earl, managing editor. And Alex Herring, senior editor. We've got a lot of great stuff to chat about this week. One thing I'm really excited about is our special guest uh, for this episode, Becky Tyre. She's one of our retail contributors and I know a lot of people know her for her Retail Details blog, which has lots of great information for retailers on it. She will be joining us later to chat about a few things going on in the retail community and some other exciting updates for herself as well. Um, one of the big pieces of news that I wanted to talk about is Just Gotta Have It, which obviously is a sales rep agency. They have been making so many big splashes lately Um, Number one, they always have a fantastic showroom. They are the ones that do like sexy Santas in their showroom in like Vegas and America's Mart and they always have great um, cocktails and photo booth opportunities. They definitely are a very fun (laughs) um, showroom at market and I always look forward to visiting them. Um, Not just for the sexy Santas and things, but also for a great product. But um, the co-founders, Barbara Knight and Michelle Ruby are brilliant women. Um, In fact, we actually named them um, in our Lean In and Lift Up um, article that we wrote about for our event just to celebrate their success. But they have been expanding so much. Um, They just had their latest acquisition of Harmless and Associates, which actually gives them a whole new territory out across the Midwest. Um, you know, in Q4 of last year, they had added a whole Mid-Atlantic division. Before that, the year before, they acquired Chris & Co. So they have just been hot for the last few years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we definitely, we actually did a little profile on them, which you can find online for Lean In and Lift Up. And you can also read about their latest acquisition um, that just happened last week. Um, on giftsanddeck.com, but definitely two women you should get to know and read about. Awesome. And then other big news, um, Anne McGilvery is going to be honored by Gift for Life next year at their Party for Life in 2020, January 2020. Um, They're honoring her with the um, Chuck Yancey Lifetime Achievement Award. She is an amazing woman as well, and we actually just profiled her daughter, Liesl, as one of our gifted movers and shakers. She's now the CEO of the company, but obviously Anne, as a founder, is still very involved. And uh, Matt Katzenson, who's the chair of Gift for Life, you know, mentioned that 
she, for four decades, has been just a champion of goodwill in the industry, and so they wanted to honor her. Um, so you can find out more about that on gibsondeck.com too, but I'm very excited for that party next January. <laughs> yeah, and that story, Liesl, um looking up to her mom, is just really inspiring, and they really are a family business, so it's a great read. Yeah, it really is, and you know, it's, it's, a, it's a female-owned company too. You know, it's Anne with her daughters Lori and Liesl in the management positions, which is very fantastic to hear. Yeah. Um, Amory, I know you um, cover the bath and body category, and I think you had some beauty updates for us. I do. So the MPD group just released some information that beauty is really selling in duty-free shops. So travelers are looking for a deal. However, they have the highest, highest average spending um, for beauty. It's $75.50 per, um, per visit. Uh, and global beauty buyers tend to buy other items in duty-free stores. So that's yeah. something to seriously look at, uh, especially, you know, even independent gift retailers can carry different travel, beauty products, and that might be... Um, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Chapsticks and lip balms by the cash register, I will always buy one. It's my kryptonite. <laughs> and I have a trillion of them in every purse. <laughs> and little hand creams, mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. And I still buy more of them, so that's an excellent tip for sure. Yeah. Alex, you just wrote about personal care that you saw in Dallas. Can you tell us more about that? Um, yeah, while I was in Dallas, I attended a seminar that was about creating profits with personal care products. And one of the things that the consultant mentioned, um, Patty Byra was the speaker for that seminar. And uh, she mentioned that um, personal care products are always going to be really popular because they're replenishable, they're consumable items. So people are always going to come back to buy more. And every time they use up their product and they come back to buy more. That's another opportunity to sell more of that same product. Mm -hmm. um, but she also mentioned that um, personal care products are really one of the few things that is going to really drive foot traffic into a store because um, there's just something about wanting to feel those products. You're putting that on your skin. Uh, there's no way to do like a virtual facial is what she said. So, you know, there's mm -hmm. always going to be people who want to uh, feel it for themselves before they buy it. And have that spa experience inside the store. So I thought those were some interesting insights that she shared. Yeah, absolutely. So something else that is on the scene for retailers is called the Ferret app. It has nothing to do with furry critters, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is a new mobile app for the gift industry. It's launching just in time for America's Mart and will also be available for a Las Vegas market and New York now. Um, but it's basically, and this is how they're coining it, a Tinder-like app for buyers and retailers. So do you swipe left or right? <laughs> I know. So basically, um, and the co-founder, you know, that is how she describes it. It's a date-like app to connect buyers and retailers, but it's like Tinder in that it's very visual. So just a visual product profile and they either heart, so um, once buyers you know, sign on and have their profile set up, they just peruse um, new product mm -hmm. and they heart things that they like, they X things that they don't like, and so it helps them to kind of craft a better um, sort of exploration list for themselves. 
and then it connects the two of them so they can ask the seller questions about the products and it's just a really cool for a uh, cool way for them to connect in a new way a new digital way to find new products while market. yeah so that was very exciting and i also just love the headline of like a tinder app for retailers <laughs> <laughs> but it's legit it's a legit retail tool um if you just happen to go on a date later i guess <laughs> i'm just kidding um and uh amory i think you were um talking about the andy's awards earlier do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah so the fifth annual andy's awards winners were released um 10 are taking home those um awards so you've got students you've got designers and manufacturers coming together making beautiful home decor um and they will be recognized at a celebration at Las Vegas Market on July 28th. Awesome. And just to update everyone on the tariff news, um, the tariffs of 25% have already been imposed on $250 billion in goods from China. The Trump administration has been considering expanding the tariffs to virtually all Chinese imports by imposing the same levy on another $300 billion worth of goods. Trump said in a news conference after the meeting that negotiations between the two countries are back on track and that he would hold off on new tariffs on China as the talks resume. So we'll keep watching that. Mm-hmm. Keep looking on giftsanddeck.com for more. Absolutely. And I know we just talked about, too, a couple of vendors um, were a part of that process and testified on behalf of Christmas ornaments and hoping, sort of pleading for Christmas ornaments to be omitted from the 25% tariff. And you can also find that on giftsanddeck.com, too, to find out a little bit about their story um, of getting involved. Gift Gab your guide to the latest product trends and the stories behind the gifts. So speaking of product trends, Alex, I know you just posted some great trends that you saw at Dallas Market, which is our first huge market to sort of kick off the summer season. Can you, what can you tell us about a couple of trends that you picked up on while you were in Dallas? Iridescence. Lots and lots of iridescence. Um, and I think it really makes sense when you think about the clear bag trend for sports and for school. People are trying to find ways to make them more fashionable and and cute even while they're still clear. So iridescence was something that we were seeing on a lot of clear bags um, as a way to stand out. But it was not just on clear bags. We also saw stuff on um, mermaid gifts. DI Direct had a lot Mm -hmm. of mermaid gifts. And I thought that really made sense when you see those mermaid scales and those sequins and then seeing the iridescence go across it kind of gave it this lovely under the sea quality yeah absolutely Um, yeah but everything from that and then i even saw some candles and a set of pliers from mad style that were also in that iridescent sheen so just shiny things everywhere and it was actually kind of difficult to photograph (laughs) because a glare kept glinting off of my phone um but yeah it was definitely very mesmerizing to look at for sure yeah I actually looked at getting a full sequin dress for my rehearsal dinner dress <laughs> for my wedding. Um, I did not buy it, but I'm still considering it. But now I know I'm kind of on trend because it's very, it has that sort of pink iridescent look from the sequins. I don't know. I'm moving my hands like a wave. You can't see that. But I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> I talked with my hands. Um, but anyway... Yes, I definitely have seen a lot of that too. So awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I think if you do go with that dress, that would be a lovely choice. So (laughs) you do you, Lenise. (laughs) 
Um, another trend we saw was a lot of um, inspiring white florals. That's sort of the name I gave it. But I saw lots of gifts that had um, flowers on a white background. A lot of them were arranged in sort of a wreath shape that had some sort of nice positive thought or an inspirational verse mm-hmm. or lots of psalms and proverbs. Um, but there was also a lot of uh, vintage bicycles with like flower baskets in them and it would say life is a beautiful ride or enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey. And I actually saw so many of them. I kind of wondered if vintage bicycles with flowers was the new vintage truck with holiday decorations mm-hmm. on the inside because they, they are just popping up everywhere. So. Yeah, it's kind of like the millennial rendition of it or something, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, except I don't really see many millennials riding vintage bicycles. But Well, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like more are riding bicycles. I know that we're all about the environment and being more green. That's true. We're like hipster millennials, maybe. <laughs> so bicycles are better for the environment. So I'm on board with that trend. <laughs> Well, you would have loved them then. Um, Yep. And then we also saw lots of uh, crystalline-themed finds. Um, There was a journal from Peter Pulper Press that had the agate design on it, and there was lots of that within jewelry, decorative boxes that had crystal accents on them. Mm -hmm. Um, Just that that was really in, and I think that kind of makes sense when you think about um, those deep purples and blues that are also trending Mm -hmm. in cosmic gifts. I was seeing some of that. And some of those like crystal finds as well, talking, touting the benefits of healing properties and uh, things like that, where people can be more mindful of what they're buying. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we're actually, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because in August for our style polls, we're going to be taking a closer look at that sort of cosmic theme. When I was at the um, at IHA, the International House Home and Houseware Show in Chicago this past spring, they had a speaker that talked about, you know, home decor and interior design trends for 2020. And she mentioned that that sort of cosmic fair, a lot of the deep purples and blues and them being sort of mixed together or faded in was still going to be very on trend, which, you know, cosmic's really been in for a while. I know last year and maybe even the year before that sort of navy blue with the gold stars and, um, you know, that kind of thing was very on trend. And then this year and a little bit of last summer, we saw a lot of moons and moon phases as so sort of a new update to that. So I don't know, Cosmic is really growing and kind of here for a little while, I think. Yeah, at the uh, hospital gift shop seminar that I went to at Dallas Market, um, the woman there was saying she was listening to the news and heard that blues were trending. And she's mm-hmm. like, you need to listen to the news so you can know what's trending. I thought, oh, you can read gifts and decorative accessories. <laughs> we talk about this stuff all the time, even on our podcast. So mm-hmm. there you go. If you listen to us and you don't have to watch the news because you're getting all your information right here. Um, I know, Amory, we gave you a great idea for your mom. You did. Um, <laughs> I'm just taking credit for it. That's I was, all I want. <laughs> I was racking my brain thinking about what to get my mother for Mother's Day. And, you know, what do you get the woman who has it all? Mm-hmm. And um, Alex actually mentioned um, moon glow jewelry. Mm-hmm. My mom is very into uh, telescopes and looking at space and the moon. Mm-hmm. I, this is just a fascinating thing about my mom and what she likes. <laughs> Um, Your and mom's so, on trend? <laughs> I guess so. But she, uh, I got her a necklace that had, um, the design was a sun, 
and then inside had the moon in it, and the moon was in the phase it was in the day I was born. Oh, how awesome. So, and that was for Mother's Day, right? Yes. What a cool Mother's Day gift. Thank you. Yeah, she um, she called me when she got it, and she cried, so I think it was a big hit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're definitely seeing a ton of moons. I know um, C.R. Gibson has those starry day planners, which is really cool. Um, and we um, are doing a trend even on um, like alien experiment toy and sponge gel has a zodiac scented sponge. Um, just a whole bunch of stuff kind of out of this world. Yeah, across on. categories. Yeah. Um, and I am so ready for summer vacation. Alex, you changed up our featured photo gallery on gibsondeck.com and it made me instantly want to go on vacation. Do you want to talk about what you put up this week? Yes, so everything that you need for a good time at the beach, whether that's starfish sandals from Amanda Blue, or I really personally love the bindle bottle because it's a water bottle that also has a compartment on the bottom where you can stick your keys or that something is so in there. smart. Yeah, because you don't want to be bogged down in things at the beach. And you just have your water bottle and you have like your cash keys. That's it. You're golden. And I'll keep the sand off of them too because, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do like taking a lot of things to the beach, there's all. we also added the um, 727 sail bags, which have the recycled sailcloth bags it's sturdy nice. you can take it to the beach and it's it's a bag that's already been on the high seas so what better type of bag to take with you to the beach so that's right yeah. awesome well very cool and again you can find that on gibsondeck.com so this episode is sponsored by mud pie which creates great gifts for all of life's sparkling moments both for holiday and just everyday celebrations their products really inspire laughter inspiration and joy they are your one-stop resource for home kids and fashion they're great for fashion forward gals entertainers home decorators those mamas and their littles just anyone who enjoys celebrating every day who loves to play hostess and entertain who never arrive empty-handed and who love effortless stylish fashion you can visit mud pie in atlanta dallas las vegas or online at wholesale.mudpie.com okay now it's time to bring on our very special guest becky tire she is the uh, founder of retail details blog and also a regular contributor for gifts and decorative accessories um becky thank you so much for joining us sure thanks appreciate yeah that. glad to be yeah. here yeah so you of great retail features for our magazine. Um, one that you wrote recently is probably one of my favorites. I really enjoyed it. You talked about, um, a, you know, a town that sort of developed this community-owned store, and it was really interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that story and what you loved about it? Sure. There were actually two towns, um, one on each coast. I, I found two on, you know, different sides mm -hmm. of the country. Um, I had read about this community owned businesses years ago. And I think it was in the New York times actually, and had followed it. And I was watching for more of them to pop up because I thought it was such an intriguing concept. And then I was kind of surprised that more of them didn't pop up. So I followed it over the years and um, it turns out that they didn't pop up because it wasn't a terribly successful concept. And when I dove deeper into it, it was because it's so much work mm. and it requires so much in a community to get it to work. Um, but when they do work, they're really intriguing and really exciting and the community really embraces them. So, um, so it's a really fun concept and it's really wonderful in a community. But I don't know that we'll see um, a lot of these 
but it was really fun to write about and it was really fun to um to explore it and to interview the the people that were involved in them so it was a, a really fun assignment and I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was fun to read about them, um, to, to learn about them and to write about it. Um, so the first one that I was um, diving into was in Saranac Lake in New York. And um, they started there, as I um, think in 2011 and um, a store um, had closed and there was nowhere to buy basics like socks and that sort of thing in town. And there was talk of bringing a Walmart to, to the area and the community did not like that idea. So they banded together and they sold shares um, to open a community store and the community just came together and everyone bought these shares until they could purchase a building, you know, and, um, Lisa building and, uh, and open a store. So they formed a committee and, you know, purchased and, and filled a store and bought fixtures and, and opened this, this store, the community store of Saranac Lake. And um, then last year they actually rebranded because they decided that their store sounded like a thrift mm-hmm. store. And this was based on some consumer research and they rebranded and to rebrand, they actually opened up a, like a GoFundMe and raised money to do a rebranding, and their rebranding is lovely. And um, so they've evolved over time. Um, they're very progressive in their in their marketing and their in store. Um, they do a lot of storytelling. They have clipboards where they print out stories about their vendors. Their products in the store are um, a mix of national brands and local brands, and some some curated things from from local makers, um, really interesting mix. And then they print out the stories of who makes it and where it comes from and um, very consistent in their signage and um, very, very forward thinking and some visual storytelling. And I think we have that in the magazine as well, mm-hmm. a picture of, you know, how they do their signage um, very, very nicely done. And so that's the one that's, that's over on the East coast. And then on the, the flip side on the West coast is Quimper Mercantile, which opened in 2012, a year after the, the one open on the East Coast, um, very similar, a um, little bit different story, though. This one is larger. It's a 20,000 square foot store that opened in a Safeway grocery store um, and has a little bit different merchandise mix. They carry a little bit more of outdoorsy things mm-hmm. um, like hiking gear and Columbia clothing and things like that. Um, but once again, it's a community owned store and um very similar in how it was set up, went to the community and sold shares. And um, they're basically for-profit corporations, though, because community-owned stores are set up to be Mm for-profit. Now, whether or not they were profitable right away, um, some of these are and some of these are not. And they take years to become profitable if and when they are. And they differ very much from cooperatives, which we see a lot in in our communities where you'll see, you know, co-ops and community owned stores differ from co-ops. And I think I delved a little bit into that at the end of the article Mm -hmm. um, because it's um, they are very different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, it was two really great stories and we actually have it on our website as well. So if anyone wants to um, read the full feature, they can go to giftsanddeck.com and check that out. Um, and I also, so on a semi-personal note, I know that you have moved, um, and relocated from Florida to New York. 
Yes. What has that change been like? And I'm interested if you've noticed any regional differences in some of the stores that you've visited. I have, um, you know, in Florida, things are very seasonal. Um, I, I think they're seasonal everywhere, but they're <laughs> in Florida. Um, people think of Florida as being, you know, hot and sunny and everything is you know, summer. And um, for retail in Florida, um, particularly where I was in Southwest Florida, retail dies in the summer. Mm -hmm. And um, it was always disheartening for me in the summer to visit retailers and they're sitting there, you know, twiddling their thumbs. Of course, everybody was busy going to trade shows. So um, it was like, oh, where are you going? Are you going to Vegas? You're going to Atlanta? Are you going to New York? And we'd talk about the trade shows. And we had plenty of time to talk about it because there were no customers in the stores. So um, that was frustrating. And I know it's just, it was always so frustrating in the summer in Florida. And and I'm, I know it is right now. I'm sure there's, there are (laughs) retailers in Florida right now listening that are, are struggling in the summer. And so now I'm in New York where it's bustling. And when I go into a store in the summer and, and that's wonderful. And so the regionalities are different in that respect. Um, and of course, then in February, the stores in Florida are bustling because all of the snowbirds are down there and it's, um, people are snowed in up here. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so that's been fun. Um, of course, I've always traveled and visited stores everywhere. So there's, you know, I visited a lot of the stores up here before moving and I've enjoyed now getting to, to know the store owners more as I am no longer a visitor here and get to see them on a more regular basis. So, um, so that's been fun and um, getting to have a change of seasons after I was a native Floridian. So I've lived my entire life (laughs) as, as a Floridian. So that's been a change and, um, and thanks for asking. It's been fun. So now I'm a New Yorker. And I'm sure you're stocked up on wintertime gifts to apparel for the snow. (laughs) Absolutely. And as a shoe fan, I have really enjoyed um, stocking up on boots. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's always my favorite. That's why I love fall because it's boot season. (laughs) Yes. That's been fun. Yeah. And I also know another piece of update is you have a new grandbaby. I do. Um. Are there any gifts for grandbabies or grandmothers that have been on your radar or that you have enjoyed? Oh, if you can think of anything off the top of your head. Absolutely. I actually bought something yesterday. I was out visit. Yesterday was a day off. Um, I am just launching a podcast, as you know, and um, mm-hmm. was just up to my ears and getting everything um, loaded and everything the day before. So yesterday was a day off and day off for me means going out to lunch or whatever, but I visited a couple of stores. So um, I bought yesterday the little knee pads that they Uh put on because my grandson is crawling. And so I bought those little knee pads um, because it's warm and when they're crawling, they have to wear pants, but it's warm. So Mm -hmm. he shouldn't have to wear Mm -hmm. pants. So I bought him those little knee pads and um, he's going to be turning one next month. So I've been looking at you know, what to get him for his first birthday. So it's kind of fun, you know, when you're in the gift industry, as you know, um, Uh everyone thinks that you're the perfect gift giver. And, and, (laughs) you know, maybe we are, and maybe we're not because we're just so overwhelmed with the pressure Mm -hmm. of being the perfect gift giver. (laughs) So (laughs) maybe we know too much, right? (laughs) Uh Yeah. (laughs) Too many choices. Yes. And and you want to have that perfect thing, but it's like, oh my gosh, um, there's so many, and there's so many wonderful choices for for babies. And I like to give books, and um, 
So the books that have the toys with them or the books that have the pop-up things. And he already loves books. And at 10 and a half months, he has a nice collection of books. But he will be getting some books for his first birthday. So oh, good. those are some of my choices. Okay. Um, well, you already mentioned a little bit. I know you are launching a new podcast. Tell us a little bit about your new podcast and anything, any upcoming guests or topics or anything you can tease us with. Okay. Um, my podcast is very simple. It's retailers talking to retailers. You know, I have a love of independent retailers and being a shop local advocate. That's yes. pretty much my focus at Retail Details. It always has been just focusing on independent retailers and independent retail stores. So um, each episode will be an interview with an independent retailer. And what I'm asking of them is that they share some tips and inspirations for other retailers. So the audience will be um, like mom and pop stock mom and pop stores, um, retailers that will tune in to listen for um, insights and things that they can learn from other retailers. You know, as, as you know, where you've hosted retailer roundtables and as retailers sit around and talk to other retailers, how engaging it is when they learn from other retailers. And yes, um, yeah, it's one of my favorite events that we do because yeah, so much great networking comes out of it. You can always tell they're thrilled to be able to share ideas. Absolutely. It's, it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you get a lot of feedback in the magazine when the readers enjoy learning from other retailers in the magazine. It's some of the most Mm -hmm. popular, I'm sure the articles when the insights and the quotes that we do, the the pullouts, you know, the quotes from the other retailers and um, it's just, they like to learn from each other and network with each other. So, um, so that's what it is. It's just, it's a very simple format. It's me introducing a retailer and then asking questions of a retailer and so my first, um, my first interview, I guess I'll just go ahead and tell you what it is. It's, um, the yeah. first interview is with Cooper Boone from Foundry 42 in Port Jervis, New York. He's a rock star of a retailer, um, lovely store, engaging retailer, community events, unbelievable how this guy involves the community and has incredible events in his store and gets people through the door. Um, customer service in that store is just so engaging. It's, um, it's just retail done right. And I was so impressed when I went to the store and, um, he's just really has an approach that other retailers are going to want to tune in and listen to. And a couple of things in there that, um, I'm going to want to have a piece of paper and, and a pencil and take some notes. (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 interesting so I'm excited and as I'm as you as you know I love to talk to in. retailers so this is this is yes. right up my alley and this I've just been waiting to do this for a while so yeah it's definitely up your alley I'm so excited that you're launching it because I'm excited to tune in as well we always love hearing those retail stories and those extra tips and you know getting retailers together so I definitely think it's something that's really needed in this industry too so we're thrilled that you're um, leading leading the way for it thanks Lenise I appreciate that appreciate appreciate yeah. the opportunity yeah. to tell people about it yeah and really quickly tell us the name of your podcast and where people can find it retail details the podcast and as soon as um, Apple podcast gets it up um, it'll be everywhere else you know it's going to be everywhere Spotify iHeartRadio, everywhere, everywhere the podcast yep, is available. Anywhere you can get a podcast. Absolutely. All right, great.
And people can always go to your Retail Details blog online as well. Yes. Um, for extra information too. RetailDetailsPodcast.com. Perfect. Well, Becky, thank you so much for joining us. You always have wonderful retail insights and we're very appreciative of you working with us. Thanks, Lenise. I enjoy it. Add-on tales. It's not time to check out yet. Here's an extra behind-the-scenes story before you go. Emory, you discovered a very interesting retailer that you wrote about in the last, or this upcoming issue, uh, the July issue. It should be in your hands now, hopefully. And um, tell us a little bit about our retailer of the month for July. Yeah, Robin Robinson is, um, they have two locations. One is on Melrose in Los Angeles and one is in Santa Monica. They're both two very different types of stores. One is smaller and one has a huge space for different events. And they tend to do events in both locations that are just amazing. Uh, one thing that they do every week is a weekly yoga and meditation event. Ooh. And that has gotten so much uh, attraction that they've had to do two in the same day just to accommodate all the people coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they use those events to sell different things in their stores, like from water bottles to workout gear, whatever you need. It's obviously well displayed and used by the instructors oftentimes to sort of showcase the product during the event. Yeah, that's a really cool way to add context to those products for sure. I like that a lot. Yeah, they have um, other events. Uh, They've done a lot of product launches that are huge. They've done book signings. Books are really big with them, Hmm. giftable books. Um, They've done book signings. They've also done um, art gallery openings. They have wall space, especially in one of their locations. They've got tons of wall space, but they tend to showcase the same artist in both. Recently, they had Alec Byron, 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 uh, B-Y-R-N-E. He's done a lot of rock and roll photography from the 1960s and 70s that had never been released until this art gallery opening. And he was there to answer questions uh, for anyone who was there. It was a really awesome event. Yeah, for sure. They were very excited about that. Um, But in addition to the product launches, because they were so successful, Ron Robinson created a Ron Robinson Presents Innovators and Creatives trademark. So now they do events, they could do events every day because they have so many different people talking to them about wanting to showcase their product, but this allows for multiple launches at one time. So they never do two of the same category. They won't have two Bath and Body companies in the same night, Mm -hmm. but this allows it to be more of an open thing where multiple vendors can be showcased at once. So that's been very well received and customers love it, vendors Mm -hmm. love it. It's all very exciting for them. Yeah, and you know what I love about that retailer? And you have to check it out in the July issue. It's the retailer of the month. That beautiful image, um, we have two beautiful images in there for the opener and for the story. His store just feels, it feels like an art gallery a little bit. It's so clean and crisp and the way that the thing, the books and the things are displayed, it's beautiful. And it has levels, which mm-hmm. is really neat. It's kind yeah. of, yeah, it's beautiful, it's crisp, it's clean, it's white. They showcase all their books and products just so very neatly and precise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a cool thing to point out too because 
Um, you know, a yoga class is such an excellent idea to do in your store, but I think you can only pull it off if your design reflects that sort of atmosphere. You know, you can't walk into a super cluttered store and say, okay, but I'm gonna let go of everything and relax, you know, in his store. It's very zen. Yeah, it's very zen. You feel relaxed when you go in there. It looks like very spacious. So you don't feel cramped and crowded. And I think that's kind of important to make sure you have that atmosphere that kind of fuels your events for sure. Yeah. So he nailed it. He did. <laughs> and events aren't the only thing that they do um, or why they're successful. I mean, it, their customer service is top notch. People go there just to talk to the sales team because they're just amazing. They help their customers find whatever they need or whatever they don't know they need. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Ron Robinson loves his salespeople so much that he offers them profit sharing and pension plans. Oh my gosh. I know. What retailer do you know that does that? Well, he does. Yeah. Um, so they have great incentives, great, you know, great benefits. And uh, it seems like a really amazing place to work and to visit. And the next yeah. time I'm in that area, I'm definitely going to go by. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? He hit a very important key that a happy staff leads to great customer service. Yes, absolutely. And we've talked about that in the July issue in uh, the Retailers Respond. That's right. All right. Well, now it's time to close up shop. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and tell your retailer friends to tune in next time. And we can't wait to see what's in store for next time on Speaking of Gifts.